0: Welcome to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. I'm your host Kyra Howarth and we'll be chatting about all things astrology, tarot, spirituality and manifesting. Welcome to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. Today we have a special guest Nicole who is from Sage Astrology and Wellness And she is an emotion code practitioner, astrologer, and she empowers women to live their divine purpose and connect with uh, the stars and their emotions to create a more fulfilled life. So welcome, Nicole.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here.
0: And I'm so excited to be talking to you today as well. Um, Nicole is going to be talking all around the astrology chart and what that means for our emotions. And I'm really excited to learn from Nicole because she has a really unique way at looking at astrology to decipher emotions. So, Nicole, let's talk a bit about emotions and astrology. What is the link between emotions and astrology?
1: so astrology is your cosmic map it's your your cosmic design and within your your cosmic design or your blueprint is your emotional design and your emotional makeup so i specifically hone in on that aspect within your chart that is what i specialize in
0: fantastic so When you're looking at an astrology chart, what are the things that you look for to help people understand more about their emotions?
1: So I basically look at only five of the planets, which would be Moon, Venus, Jupiter, Mercury and Mars. And then I look where those planets are in the houses. And then what I'll be talking about here is redefining the houses for our emotional awareness and our emotional well-being. Awesome. So those five planets that you mentioned, would you
0: like to share with us a little bit about what each of they, what, what each of those planets means for our emotions?
1: yes absolutely and i'll let you know why i specifically chose them so moon and astrology is our intuition and she is the goddess of emotions and then we have venus which is our love and so that is where we can find our self-love or or lack thereof and then jupiter is our mental wisdom and so we can find our strength in our mentality Um, if we are going through a dark moment, are we able to pull ourselves out of that? And that comes from our mental strength through Jupiter. And then Mercury, also ruling intellect, is um, mental clarity and giving us a clear sense of mind and peace. And then Mars is our assertiveness and aggression. So Are we angry? Do we um, have outbursts? And that's why I focus on those specific five planets.
0: That's really interesting. I love your take on those planets and what they mean for our emotions. It's not something that I focus on, particularly in my reading. So it's really cool to have your perspective.
1: Yeah, thank you. So
0: as you mentioned, you look at where those planets are within the houses so for those who are listening in and you're not really sure what we're talking about if you like you can bring up a free astrology chart at astro.com and enter in your birth details and bring up your chart and then you can see uh where your 12 houses are around your chart and you can follow along as Nicole guides us through what each of those 12 houses means so Nicole let's look at the different houses in the astrology chart and traditionally the first one is around like our uh, our identity our personal brand who we are authentically so what does that mean for our emotions.
1: So the first house for emotional well-being is where you're going to find self-awareness and keeping in mind that the first house is ruled by Aries. So you're gonna have some of those qualities in there and then, um, Mars is the ruling planet. So here you're gonna find the doing and the recognizing. Um, and self-awareness is the ability to recognize your own emotions. And it's one of the key components to emotional intelligence and then we have emotional intelligence is the awareness of your emotions and then how you are showing empathy to others so here you're looking at if you have any of those five planets I mentioned if it is in your um, first house and that's going to influence your self-awareness
0: Yeah, wow, that really makes a lot of sense. So the second house, I like to think the second house as goal setting and manifesting and going after what we truly desire. So how does that work for our emotions?
1: So the second house here is ruled by Taurus and having that calm and the stability. And then the ruling planet is Venus and love. And so um, here we're finding self-worth and value and self-value or self-love because Venus rules also love and, and value. Um, With self-worth, that is valuing yourself. So it's showing how well we think about ourselves and knowing that we deserve respect too. Um, It's learning to acknowledge and understand that you cannot give from an empty cup. So you need to learn to fill your own cup first and then that self-love is having regard for your own happiness, learning to love yourself. And, again, that's coming from that that Venus energy, Venus ruling that second house.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So onto the third house, like traditionally the third house is all around communication. So would that be emotionally around how we express our emotions?
1: Yes. And also having to do with self-talk. So it can be how you express your um, emotions with others, but I have focused more on ourselves, right? So this would be your inner dialogue with yourself, um, changing those negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Do you have that ability to do that? Because, our inner dialogue influences our emotional well-being. And then it also here is where you're going to find mental clarity. Because if we have a cluttered inner, dialo- inner dialogue and, you know, there's a lot of noise going on there, we cannot be focused. And if we're not focused, we cannot make clear decisions. And so just the same thing as what you were saying this is the house of communication here and you have that ruling planet um mercury yeah yeah
0: and so on to the fourth house I like to think the fourth house as the house of uh like security and also home and family so how does that translate to our emotions
1: so, again, that's just coming back on yourself. Um, self care is what gets brought up here, and it's um, physical self care, social s- self care, mental, spiritual, and emotional, because all of those are going to um, play key roles into your emotional well-being. Um, It's also your emotional comfort. So things that make you feel um, safe and secure. So it does have that um, safe and secureness that you were talking about. So where are you going to find that comfort, even if it's, you know, a room in your house where you go and cry or to a friend's house? um, Where are you feeling that emotional security? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So
0: the fifth house, I call it the house of fun and creativity. So how does that translate to our emotions?
1: So here we're bringing in that Leo energy and the sun um, ruling Leo. So you have that pride and that strength and and that light that wants to shine. So the fifth house for emotions is emotional powers. You're going to find your strengths here and things that help you get through your emotional struggles. Um, So your powers and how you can... um, help your emotional well-being yeah that's awesome
0: so the sixth house is uh the traditionally the house of like daily work routines and health so what does that mean for our emotions
1: so the sixth house is ruled by virgo so you are still finding that um that daily work and and uh, that service to others and Virgos tend to work hard, um, but it's also ruled by Mercury, which again is that planet of intellect and mind. And with Virgo tending to work so hard, you know, mentally, is that overanalyzing. And so this is the house where we will find if we were overanalyzing and overthinking, because that does affect our emotional well being. Um, If you're being self critical on your about yourself and things that you were doing, if you're worrying too much, because all of this will lead to stress, anxiety or depression. And it can also cause trapped emotions.
0: Yeah, wow. So the seventh house, um, the seventh house, the seventh house. I uh, traditionally view this one as the house of balance and support. And uh, yeah, like I, I personally find this house to be a lot around self care. But I'm wondering if that's how you view it as well.
1: So I'm viewing this as also balance, but in A unique way. um, It is where we will find codependency emotional wise. So here you're learning to balance your relationships because our relationships do affect our emotional well-being. Humans are social beings. And so who we surround ourselves influences how we feel. And within your birth chart, you will see if you are learning to balance um, those relationships. Are you in a toxic relationship? Are you in a healthy relationship? Do you have boundaries? And then it's not just do you have boundaries, are those healthy boundaries? And then so I focus on finding that codependency because that will mostly affect your emotional well-being.
0: Yeah, okay. And then the eighth house, the eighth house is like a mysterious house it's like the void (laughs) Um, it can be like around money and business but also shadow work and so I'm wondering if that's kind of what emotionally the eighth house is all around like those darker emotions that we have
1: absolutely it is about traumas and shadow work so Emotionally, you're going to be doing that deep inner work, coming face-to-face with your shadows. Um, But I'm not asking you when I do um, your your chart with you, I'm not asking you to relive the trauma. I'm helping you recognize and um, help you transform. So I also am going to guide you to bring those shadows into the light. So shadow work is is a lot about understanding how to turn those negatives into a positive
0: yeah okay wow and then the ninth path uh, for me I view the ninth house as like education and exploration and travel so what does this mean for our emotions
1: so it is very similar you're still going to find um that almost education aspect where you're using your mind as I mentioned earlier Jupiter was that wisdom and jupiter um, rules this ninth house with sagittarius being the ruling sign so the ninth house is where we will find our mental wisdom and it's similar to the fifth house with emotional powers but here we are using our experiences or our lessons as the ninth house is about exploration and learning so we're using those experiences and lessons um, to help us learn and get through um, emotional situations that have happened or we're going through or to prevent from happening again so that we are able to have these mental strengths to find our way out of a dark moment. Yeah, cool. And then the 10th house,
0: the 10th house is like our, uh, career or higher calling zone like how we can make an impact so yeah that's going to be an interesting one for our emotions how do you translate that one
1: I translate it as so how you just mentioned that it is career and it's down to business and typically that would mean um You're so focused on your work that you forget about your emotions. So here I call it the house of repressed emotions, because in this house, you may feel that you are too serious or too responsible, and you don't have enough time to acknowledge how you feel. And so you hold back and you repress or you reserve your emotions. Wow.
0: And that makes a lot of sense, because I know that Saturn is the ruler of the 10th house as well. And Saturn's all around like that conservative energy and like you said that repression and that really strict feeling like no i'm not allowing myself to feel this way so yeah Yeah. that makes so much sense (laughs) and then the next house is the 11th house which i see that one as like community or friendships or teamwork how we get along with uh yeah other people in general so what does that mean for our emotions
1: the 11th house is where you will find how you feel within a community. And then just kind of piggybacking off that teamwork here, it's also the presence that you bring to a community. So how you may stand out emotionally within a group Um maybe you're an empath and you're soaking up all emotions or maybe you're just kind of standoffish and you're not one that likes to feel emotions so how do you feel within a group but also the presence that you bring to a group when you are in a room how do others feel about you because that 11th house of aquarian energy is about um being unique, bringing your uniqueness to a whole group and being a part of a whole group, but also accepting and acknowledging your own unique abilities. Wow.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. And then the last house is the 12th house. And I view this one as the house of spirituality, but also like rest, and like finding that deeper meaning in life so how does that translate across to emotions
1: yep there is that deeper meaning um in life found here I define this house of the house of hidden emotions so different than repressing because Here you are feeling it's just more of um, keeping things to yourself internally, subconsciously, expressing them when you're alone, whether you are dancing in a room because you're so happy, but you're by yourself or you're crying in a room by yourself, or maybe you're meditating. um, But holding those feelings close to your heart and then the feelings that we have in this house are deep internal feelings. And then we also may receive um, downloads through dreams or through meditation on how to process our feelings. So we almost have to be alone in a quiet space to understand how to process our emotion. And it's not until we have that um alone time or that hidden quiet time that we are able to understand our emotions wow thank you so
0: much for sharing your take on the 12 astrological houses that was like really insightful as you were going through each one I was like thinking about my own astrology chart and like yes some of that really made sense like I was thinking oh yeah my moon's in the 11th house so that's what that means and yeah that was so insightful thank you Nicole you're welcome so would you like to also share about the elements and emotions so the elements in the astrology chart
1: yes we have um fire so fire um and emotions is how we are going to act because fire is that energy and that assertiveness so are you reacting quickly um, and being excited or are you reacting quickly and having anger outbursts
0: so when you're talking about fire is that when we have planets in the fire sign such as Aries Leo or Sagittarius
1: I'm looking more at um, the overall of your chart. So if you have a lot of fire within your chart and um, you know how many planets are in it, if and I think you told them to pull up on astro.com. Yeah, yeah. A, that key grid on there. It'll tell them how many fire element or fire um, planets they have. Yeah.
0: Okay. So for those of you who are listening and have your chart up, then yeah, make sure you're looking down at that part that will show you how many planets you have in each element. So you can um, follow along as Nicole explains what each of those elements means. So um, yeah, what's the next element you'd like to talk about?
1: The next element is earth. And typically that means um, stability and being grounded. And it's the same here, except in, um, it's in regards to emotions. So having that realistic approach um, um, and that calm, steady, soft, calm approach to your emotions, very opposite of that fire energy. Yeah. And then we have air, which... Um, which is having emotional blocks here and just feeling almost a sense of awkwardness towards emotions um having a foreign feeling towards them as well yeah
0: that makes sense yep
1: (laughs) yeah and the last one is water and water is intuitions and emotions typically in astrology so it's it's defined the same here and more intensely so feeling deeply and being fully immersed in your emotions and your emotions become a part of you almost having a hard time finding your way out of them.
0: Thank you so much Nicole for sharing all this amazing information about emotions and the astrology chart. I am so keen to go back and listen to the recording again and take notes as I'm looking at my astrology chart because this has given me a whole new perspective on how to view astrology. So thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. It really does. It opens up your eyes. And there's so many different things that you can do with astrology, but this is just something that really my heart was called to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we uh, leave for today, Nicole, would you like to share with us a bit about your offerings and where we can find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on my website, which is sageastrologyandwellness.com, and I am on Instagram and Facebook, Sage astrology and Wellness. I spend most of my time on Instagram. With my offerings, I do astrology sessions sessions, Um, And I focus primarily on your emotional cosmic design, as I discussed throughout this podcast. And then I also do emotional code healing.
0: Fantastic. I will put the links as well for Nicole's social media and website in the show notes. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and tune in for our next episode. Bye for now.